What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. Welcome to Jengis and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, May 3rd, and we just finished watching a blowout of a basketball game, so we figured we'd hop on and uh, talk some shit. As always, Jengis and Jones, hosted by Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good. LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. It's motherfucking Mike coming to you live. (laughs) One uh, one one fun fact about your friend motherfucking Mike. He definitely did not forget that today was Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> definitely was not reminded that we are recording tonight by Jackson's text message uh, <laughs> like an hour and a half ago or whatever. So whatever you heard about Mike, that is not the case. Uh, Jenkins and Jones also produced by the one and only Jackson Safon. Jackson, thanks for making some time for us tonight, buddy. I know you've been busy with uh, the Webby Award winner over there, but we, we appreciate you hanging out with the your other family. I have no idea what you're talking about. Papa's a Rolling Stone. We know what you're talking about. This show is always and will always be my number one priority. Oh. I have no memory of Sunday evening. Wow. That's so nice of you to say, Jackson. It didn't I mean anything to you. <laughs> the, real, the real answer too. is uh, the Celtics won tonight, so <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm fucking back. Uh, the Celtics did win tonight. Let's talk about it. Jackson, st- stay on because I want your opinion. Um, I think we all knew. We were just talking about it before. You say it was like this is the 15th straight time that a road team wins game one of a series. And then loses game two. I don't think I could have found a person in America outside of Philadelphia who thought the Sixers were going to win tonight, even with Embiid coming back. 
But the Celtics didn't just win. Obviously, they beat the shit out of them while Jason Tatum's score was at nine points. Um, Eight, seven, nine, something like that. Seven, seven yeah, points. seven, yeah, yeah. Oversold it with nine points. Um, Jackson, how confident are you in this series? Uh, well, yeah, we'll start with you. Jackson's a, Celt- Jackson's a Celtics fan. I'm sorry for the people <laughs> who ha- haven't listened to the show regularly. I would say I am very confident. I think the Celtics have always matched up with Embiid pretty well. I think as well as any team in the NBA. And he, he there's there's no way he's even close to 100%. Like it's impressive and he deserves credit for even playing on a, a knee sprain that is normally like a four to six week injury. And he looked spry, at least on the defensive end. But Spry. Spry. Look at you. He looked spry. He had like five blocks step. in the first quarter. You yeah, feel yeah. me? Yeah, he was balling. Yeah. But I mean, he put up nine shots in 26 minutes. And like Mike was saying to us before, or someone was saying to us before we started going live, he like didn't get the ball in the paint. It felt like anywhere near the post. He just doesn't doesn't feel like he has the energy or the health or the whatever to be the MVP level impact player on both ends for forty minutes right now. And, and then, Tyler, we had, how, then we had old, old Jimbo, you know, with that forty five point game where he went fucking crazy game one. Then he goes two for fourteen today. It's like, bro, like like we thought we had turned the corner here. We thought old Jim was back, but. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. And I and bro and and did y'all see that quote where he was like, you know, when I was dropping forty, people were saying you can't win like this. Then I dropped twenty and and eleven assists, and people are saying, well, you know, I've fallen off. I was like, God damn, you just read the fuck out of me. I was like, I'm in that picture, and I do not like it because that's <laughs> those are my <laughs> sentiments exactly, right? But <laughs> but then he just comes out and goes two for fourteen. It's like, I mean, come on, man, just. I don't know, man. Just just an all-time great player and just so streaky in the fucking playoffs, dog. I mean, I think it was just one of them games for them too, bro. Like, it wasn't just him. Everybody was stinking it up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? They could have built a house between that team with all the bricks they was – I mean, nobody had a chance. I, Tyrese Maxey, I, I haven't seen a shot all season where I didn't think it was going in. And even this game, I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think he had like 16, 18 points or something like that. And that, that was, you know – but yeah, man, it was just it was just one of them games. I feel like, but yeah, you we were talking about before the uh, joint is like Embiid. I think they defend him in a way that prevents him from getting in the paint. You can't win shooting eight footers all game. You know, you can't. It's hard. It's a hard way to get to average your thirty a game if you're shooting eight footers and 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 threes and fifteen footers and you're not getting anything at the cup. You know what I mean? Like they, they they did a great job of preventing him from getting to the bucket, whether he was hurt or not. You know what I'm saying? It looked like it was just solid defense, but. Yeah, man. So I mean, they got their ass smacked. This won't be the series, but uh, I hope he enjoys that MVP because yeah, they ain't. This is this will be the end. <laughs> this Do you whole, think so? They, they they won't get. They, they won't, I I don't think they'll get smacked in the same way. But I think the Celtics are are gonna get them up out of there, bro. You know what I mean? It's hard to beat a team with fucking Malcolm Brogdon as a six man G. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Malcolm Brogdon is a 50-40-90 member, dog. Coming bro, off the bench, right? and, and, yeah, off the bench, and not only that, the nigga is is easy twenty, like light, like you know, light work twenty point per game type. You know what I mean, nigga? If you really want to be that, you feel me? So okay, I mean, let, he's coming let, down, let, pulling let, off the dribble. Cash, you know what I mean? Couple, like couple, uh, a cu- couple, couple points, and all three you can tear them down if you want. That's fine. I am, I am a Celtic hater. I'm not ashamed to admit that. Obviously, John, any no. concern about where Tatum's at after how cold he was to end Game One and then struggling tonight? I mean, I, I like, nah, that, like, nah, like nah. I was surprised he wasn't more assertive down the stretch in Game One. I think his last bucket 
think his last field goal was with like 11 minutes left in the game or something. He had a lot of he was in he was in foul trouble a lot, so he couldn't be as aggressive. They were calling it kind of weird, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and he had only like seven shots in like the first three, like like when I when I last checked how many shots he had put up. But um, but yeah, so I mean, he wasn't as aggressive um as I thought he would be. But I mean, in foul trouble, that kind of changed the whole shit when you have two fouls in the first quarter. You feel me? And they didn't really need him to. They was up 15. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what yeah. beginning of the third quarter, so. I think he didn't have to really have to press, but um, I mean, he played a solid game the first game. The, those last few minutes were rough, but I don't think that was just him. You know, there was a lot of decisions going on, like Brogdon, who's he- super headstrong, made a bad decision, basically starting a fast break with Maxi. You know, Smart was really pressing the gas, and he made some great plays, but that turnover at the end was really, really hurt them. So I don't know if it was just Tatum in that situation. I think you know. That's one of those teams where he's – I was thinking of this during the game. He's one of the best players I've ever seen on the team where they don't just really feed him a lot. He got to go and get that ball and get buckets. You know what I mean? They don't really run just through him. You well, know, don't see a 30-point player where he just has to go get the ball out of uh, niggas' hands, get a bucket. Yeah, you're bringing me to my – the other point, though, for me, which is why I think after watching the Hawks series and game one of this series – and Jackson, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think – you know, this has been a playoffs where dicks have been punched and coaches have been exposed. And if I was a Celtics fan, I would not feel great about Joey Mozzarella sticks and what I've seen from him so far in these playoffs. Um, that the end of that game to the Sixers is a great example of it. You know what I mean? Like the fact that Jason Tatum, I didn't feel last year like their best players had to go get the ball. I felt like they ran their offense to their best players. Tatum went and got like, that ball in the, the games last year. It didn't work yeah. out as well because his shoulder was fucked up. But yeah, for right. Sure. But I don't know, Jackson. You have any concern level with the the coaches' uh, focus and experience level, or or am I just trying to build a case for why the Celtics could lose? I whether it's coaching or not coaching, the end of games is definitely a concern. They blew game one because of it. <clears throat> they blew game five against the Hawks because yeah, of it. and it yeah. was a, and it's not just like it's happened twice. It was a pattern for like three months of the season of the regular season. So that is absolutely a concern. And I I do think I'm I'm not in any way like saying there's a Tatum or Brown problem, but Brown has played better than Tatum in the playoffs so far, right? And so now that the offense is struggling at the end of games, it's like, hmm, how do we, what's the right approach here? Because Jalen Brown is playing better than Jason Tatum right now, at least. I think Jason Tatum's quite a bit better, but Jalen Brown is playing better and and Tatum has faded it. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's actually going to be a problem in this series. I just think the Embiid injury They'll probably just be able to win by enough and maybe not even next series because like the heat and the Knicks, I don't know, but if they, maybe I'm wrong about those two series, but either way, I I do think it's like, if you're going to, the case against the Celtics is under four minutes, how do they get buckets? Because despite having ridiculous talent, eight, eight deep, they seem to have an inability to generate, not even like score, just generate good looks in the last couple minutes. Right. You need a guy, though. I mean, it has to be set who the guy is in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, when it's it's like, yo, this is who we get the ball to. You feel me? And I don't think they've decided, you know, especially with, you know, Brown playing so good and him being really aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with the ball in his hands. So, um, yeah, they need to figure that out because if they're trying to, like, figure out and Smart ends up being the guy taking shots, you know what I'm saying? Like, last game, 
I don't know how you feel. I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I'm saying? One of those I, moments I, it's I'll, nice to have a head coach say who they think should be. Right. Get a ball to so-and-so or draw something right. up. But yeah. Uh, to Tyler, I'm a Celtics hater. John's obviously a Tatum fan. Jackson's obviously a Celtics fan. You're the only semi-objective person we have on this series. What, 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 what do you think? Just like looking at the, at the whole of it. Like, I think, I don't remember if it was you or Mero said like, if they can blow leads to Trey Young, they could blow leads to James Harden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I do think there's some real stuff there, but I also sort of agree with what Jackson's saying that they probably are talented enough. How you see the rest of this playing out? Um, you know, I'm I'm not really pushing the panic button on the Celtics. I think they're going to win the East. You know, th- that's how how high I am on them. Um, I do think you know, like the, the the concerns that y'all brought up are for sure valid, especially if you're talking about coaching. Like, because you know, if they get past the Sixers, which I do think they will, they're either going to get you know Tibbs or Spo next round, right? And she could get spooky Ooh. there, you know, for for a first year coach in 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 that situation. But you know, I still think that that Tatum and Brown are the the best duo in the East. I think that they're going to advance past the Sixers. I think they're going to go to the finals. All right. Okay. It's going. It's it's going to show up against some Nuggets, though. You know what I'm saying? If them Nuggets. I mean, it's that's, that's going to be a tough series where them Nuggets keep keep coming and are super efficient. I, I, and you I have was, these yeah. big dead spots. That's that's rough. You know what I'm saying? I will say I'm enjoying the first two rounds of these playoffs at a at a, at a like level that I have not usually enjoyed the first two rounds of the playoffs. But every passing day, I wake up with a little bit more certainty that the Nuggets are going to win a championship. <laughs> It just yeah. feels it just feels that way to me. Like they're the only team where every time I watch them, I don't come away with a thing to nitpick. You know what I mean? Other than, you know, like the Russian dude's not my favorite guy in the world. <laughs> but he's obviously like he's incredible. The Russian every time nigga. you watch him. <laughs> the Russian nigga. <laughs> that motherfucker balled out game two, bro. God damn. He did. Let's talk about that game next. What what uh, what 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 hope is there? Someone sit down as a fantasy and science fiction writer and build me the case for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it it goes back to the bench again. What they had four bench points game too. Like, bro. I, I mean, listen. I am not at all. This is not at all an indictment on the KD trade. If you have a the chance to pair KD with Booker, you do that a thousand times out of a thousand times, right? But they have some work to do this all season. They got to get some depth. They got to fill that bench out. And and like I said, you make that trade a million times because there's only been one fucking KD in the history of the universe. There's dozens of, you know, bench players that you can find to fill it out. But but yeah, bro, like it's the lack of depth from that Suns team. That's what's going to get them out of here. I think the, I think the Nuggets are going to get them out of here in five, bro. I really think it's, it's you know, I think KD and Book are good enough to get you one. But after that, it's going to be spooky hours for them boys. I was talking to my mom. I was like, yo, it might be a nice little gentleman sweep. <laughs> I'm like, they finna get them boys out of there. And KD, you know, you traded for KD, but you ain't traded for the KD you thought you traded for. Mm-hmm. You traded for the KD that motherfucker was talking shit, dropping 40 in playoff games and shit. You got a, you got a less aggressive KD than we've ever seen in the playoffs. He looked confused last year. He looks like he lacks aggressiveness and maybe a little confidence this year. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's I mean it it's it's odd. They do need to 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 fill that bench out, but I mean I some I forgot who was saying this online. Um, but they were saying this might be the end of trading your whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it doesn't really work like it used to. Trade like you gotta get KD, but you trade a like Cam, you traded, you know, some some important pieces. That you would could really use now and will probably make you the better team than the Nuggets. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In oh, order to get KD. Raiders will be eating this series. 
Bridges will be eating. Cam off the bench. Come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, they'd be a great team, but you trade those pieces in order to get a piece that you can't not trade for. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, it you know, it, it hasn't really worked out for him. I mean, so so since this is the, the the panic button episode, where are we at with KD, man? Because truth be told, this is the third straight underwhelming playoff series we've seen from him. We keeping it. I mean, yeah, he averaged like 25, 26, but it's not KD. It ain't KD. It's not KD. It ain't KD. It ain't KD. It's not, not, even, not even a shadow, you know. I mean, I think, I think he's bro. Like he looks old. We saw him turn his ankle. Like it's a freak accident. But niggas, that's like not that's some old shit too. Turning your ankle in the layup line, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, it's just he, I, he, he I, here, here's here's my here's my take. I think if if this trend continues, the three of us will be telling Vinny and his friends 15 years from now about how criminal it is the way this dude was mismanaged at the end of his career or in this stage of his career. He's consistently playing for coaches, and I love Monty, but he, look at the minutes that he's been playing. He, is he has to. Four games to? He yes. has he, to. No, he has to, but he had to with the Nets too, right? And that's the point is as you get older – and like Braun has to. Braun's playing forty minutes but too. My but nigga. I, yeah, but they're also not playing him. I mean, he literally played forty five minutes, and and Monty said, "I w- <laughs> I wanted to play him three more minutes." Steve Nash, pl- well, didn't Steve Nash play him forty six minutes? In a he played game? like a like, whole game. One game, I thought he played. I'll, you're I'll, not yeah. supposed to play more minutes per game as you get older. Like, like that's not how it's supposed to go. And that's the requ- I, like, that's the requirement. It's, 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 it's I mean, that's an indictment on the bench. Like you can make the case Booker is the best player this postseason, and you can't even you know uh, stagger him to to keep that second unit afloat. They are that bad, bro. Right, that, right. They are right. that bench is atrocious. They've, sc- they've scored. I think you mentioned four four points in the second game. I think they scored twenty in the first game, and that was with the game out of hand and then playing more bench players. I mean, they, they are not effective. As you said, if one of those dudes is on the bench, they're in the tank. And, and there were, there were, there were they played like 10 players the first game of the playoffs against the Clippers. Like they were just trying to figure shit out. They still don't know who the guys are. Yeah. You know what but I mean? I think, they, but, but I, but I think to Tyler's point, I do think that that factors into this. And so that's why if KD is in a, a, a right situation, I don't know that I think what we've seen the last couple of years is an indictment of him. I think it's kind of your your first point, John. KD on his last two teams has been on teams that moved heaven and earth to get him on the team. And he's now in a situation where he played nine games with the Suns before the playoffs started. It's really hard to then be in a situation where for 45 minutes you have to be completely locked in and at your most efficient and productive or you're going to lose by 20. I mean, I, I like, mean, even for we, a KD, that's a hard situation. We've seen to be KD successful do that. In. We've seen KD do that with the team he didn't know. No, I mean he did that with the the first year with the Nets. He was scoring like sixty something against the fucking. He Bucks, did it with. You know? He did it with who? I'm sorry, cut out. Well, I mean, the first year with the Nets. You know what I'm saying? He did it the first year with the Nets. He was he was crazy playing insane minutes. And this, I think it was his first year back f- from the rupture. I mean, but yes, I understand he's he's older, but I think also that's a requirement in the playoffs. Where like, I'm not just talking about playing. the age. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the like he'd been with that he'd been with the Nets by the time they got to the playoffs. He had less than ten games with this. Team. Okay, I mean, but there's there's you know no what I'm saying there's that's yeah. This is this is that's there's nobody that's done this. You know what I mean? Right. 
But I mean, like, he's playing these minutes because it's a requirement in the playoffs. And plus, it's, I think you're going to yeah. play more minutes in the playoffs. The, the, I, the, no, for sure. I get that. Yeah. As well as, dude, who the – they got – they have – okay, if they, when they when they had it down to seven people coming off the bench, Biz McBiombo was one of them. You know what I mean? They have nobody, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's like, you know, Winyan Gabriel getting fucking – we talk about this a lot. But that's like with him getting 20, 22 minutes a game. Bron, I mean, right. <laughs> what the Bron's playing forty minutes, you know, with, with a with a solid bench. But you know they I mean? also it's, it's he's difficult. also playing minutes where you know in that Warriors game he goes and sits down and comes back with a bigger lead. Like KD's not going to see that with this current Suns and, roster. And, and that's why he can't, anybody. And that's why he's playing forty five and Bron's playing forty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. That's that's why. But what are you going to do? So I don't know if it's mismanagement. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I can't say it's mismanagement, well, but no, no, I right, no, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's mismanagement. It's just mis circumstance. And so I, but John, I think the person who said the thing that you brought up at the start of this was Jackson, and I actually have stolen this observation and look very smart to lots of my friends. But <laughs> but like we let Braun trick us into thinking that what Braun has done is possible. It's not possible with anybody else. Yeah. He's for sure distorted our view on aging. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. But aging, but also fit, right? Like, like, be, and because it was easy to to see, like, oh, well, Braun started this player empowerment era, and so then we saw this thing that happened with the Celtics, where they formed a super team. Well, they formed a complementary super team. They they formed a team with three players that fit each other very well, right? But and then, and then okay, KD going to the Warriors is part of the same trend. Well, that's not something you can compare to anything else that's ever happened in the history of basketball. But if you look at every other instance of guys forcing themselves around to 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 make something shake, when you trade all of the chemistry and the depth to get a superstar in, who else has that paid off for? I mean, I think KD is a great fit. I think KD's go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was gonna ahead. say, I, I think it comes down to KD not being the KD that he once was because the That's 2016, yep. the 2016 uh, Warriors, they let half their fucking squad go to clear cap for him. Literally, they let six guys walk to clear cap for KD, right? And it was the trade off you made, and it was worth it. They got two of them things with the three finals. It was but worth they it. They still had, then they still had three Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? But he was the best well. player yeah. on that court for in sure. the finals. No, no, you know, sure. 2017. And but but I, but I like I, I think he's a good fit. You know, I just think he's not the same KD. It's like I said, if you don't get the KD that was in with the Nets the first year, you feel me? That's worth it. You know what I mean? But this KD can't, he's worth it, but he can't get you where you think he can get you. You know I just what I'm saying? think like right now, and and you know, the 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 Lakers, like what they've got with Braun and AD, again, Braun's the only person that's making that work, where it's like, okay, you've got the two guys, and then you just trade everybody else in and out every season. It, right? And just keep seeing if it's gonna work. But for everyone else, look at the teams that you're afraid of. Right? It's it's the Nuggets that built it. It's the Celtics that built it. The it's Warriors. the it was the Bucks that built it. It's the Warriors. They drafted those guys. Like it, it's it's just funny because I do think we see this era, the Braun era. It is the Braun era, the player empowerment era. We see it like what he's doing works for anybody else, and there's just not really that much evidence that anyone else has made it work unless it's getting KD onto a team that had just won. <laughs> <laughs> Bron- <laughs> Bron's, I think Katie's a great fit because of efficiency. Bron could fit with anybody because he could he could do all this anything that that, that the rest of the team couldn't do. You know what I mean? Like you know, like it, 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 it was proof of that when he played in 2016 when when they beat the Warriors, where he was leading in all statistical categories. The next year when they lost, he still averaged a triple double, first time ever. You know right. what I'm saying? So he could just pick up. 
where I mean, where others where others couldn't. And so I don't somebody, think any I, I, other player can do that like like Bron could. You know what I mean? Like, we could go we, to another level. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, drag everybody with them. Like we've discussed, how KD is perhaps the most plug and play player ever in fucking NBA. It's for like sure a, a fit on whatever fucking team you want to throw him in. Yep. And we and we've yep. also discussed before how Bron is like a player system. Right, like when Bron yes. comes to your squad, you are going to play basketball in his vision. You are going to right. You're going to get some shooters, <laughs> right? Right. You're going to get some shooters. You're going to get some space, and you're going to move without the ball. You're going to get to your spots. You're going to make it count when he finds you on those driving kicks. Like Bron is a living, breathing basketball philosophy. He's a player system. So you know, I think that's kind of like like, like the differentiation there is that you know while while K, KD is someone who's just going to easily fit in, Bron is going to make everyone else kind of you know play into his vision like he made jr fucking smith a championship team contributor you know what i mean like players there's a lot of there's a lot of people's names you could have put in place of jr smith right now and made the exact same point too Mm. you know what i mean (laughs) like like, yes that's just what that's who he's been all right let's talk about that lakers warriors game anthony davis the monster 30 23 fucking five and four this is the AD we want to see. I feel like if he plays like this, I love the Lakers' chances against the Warriors. But what do you guys think the chances are that he <laughs> plays like this? <laughs> I mean, I mean, for one, that is just some that, that that was the best game AD played in his career, right? Like to expect him to do that back to back, you know, that's that's just that's being a bit unreasonable there. 30, 23, five assists, uh, four blocks, four three blocks. steals. Bro almost had a 30, 25 by five game in the playoffs on the road. <laughs> Right? Like, that shit is not going to happen game against two. Against the defending champs. Yeah. Right, against the defending champs. But, you know, w- 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 what I did love about that game, and it was, you know, we, that, we've all heard the old adage that, you know, everyone has a plan until they get punched in their mouth. And I feel like the Warriors are just, you know, so representative of that because, you know, we've seen so many teams come out, play perfect basketball. Then that fucking Warriors run comes and they they try to keep up. They throw all the shit they were doing great out the window the whole game and they try to keep up with that and then they they fucking dig a, hole, a deeper hole for themselves. We didn't see that from those Lakers, right? Like they came out with the plan that we're going to attack the paint. If we can shoot fucking, you know, 55% from two, we'll take our chances with them shooting 40% from three. We think we'll, we like our odds with that. They stuck to the game plan on that. Um you know, we had that Warriors run in the fourth quarter where they went like 14 and 0. 14 and 0. Yeah, With no timeouts. Right. No. We had and, two. Yeah. No and, timeouts were called, bro. But we and, had them. And the, and, the, and the dude who broke that was D'Angelo Russell on a layup. I was like, bro, if yep. y'all have D'Angelo Russell staying on code and attacking the paint, I was like, you know, there's some serious buying going on here with, 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 with this squad. And I love how they stuck to the game plan for that game. Um, because D'Angelo used to be a Jordan Poole. Like, right? Like, like he yes. used to D'Angelo be a Jordan Poole. Jordan he he used to be like a month ago. Like, last series? You know, he just making them this series, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? But uh, Jordan played a good game until that, until that, that one moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wild decision. But I Taylor mean, Rooks couldn't believe it. Right, <laughs> right. Even even the Braddies was looking at him like, hey, bro. Bro. but she said, "Oh my god, bro!" Like, <laughs> I love Tyrese Halliburton though. Like, I'm not mad at it. 
I'm not mad at yeah, it. Said, I, I let shot that it thing too. I was like, yeah, that's why you're I, here with us watching the right? game. <laughs> I think uh, what's the name said it. I forget what's the name. Shannon Fry. That was a that was a banger too. Even Tyrese had a laugh at that shit. I'll be there next year. You know, but no, but that wild decision. But no, AD AD played great. What I love about that too is that Looney had two 20 point rebounds you know, rebound games last series. And I thought Looney was going to make that man fucking work. And he did. But AD is that much better. You know what I mean? We're like... You, you tried to a, make me and Tyler re- worried about Kevon Looney on Anthony Davis. <laughs> no, no, no. We we all agreed. Nobody was trying to make you worried. Niggas said it was going to be difficult to keep him off the boards. We all said in the group chat, Mike, you love trying to... Come on, man. <laughs> we on the same team, nigga. What did, what, what did Tyler and I say? No, 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 and no, no, but, nigga, we you were not on the same team that Tyler and I about yeah, me what and Mike we were the only ones who wanted... Me and I'm Mike were the only confident. ones who wanted the Warriors, bro. You wanted the Kings. Let's, let's keep it <laughs> no, up. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, cool. You know what I'm King. saying? Let me do that. But we all agreed that that Looney is going to be a problem on the boards. We all said that. Nigga had just had, and, and we all said it with good reason. He had two 20-point rebound games, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> am I am I am I being weird in this in this take? No, you're not being weird, you know but saying? I think I, I think I I decided having marijuana fully convinced me to just fucking I'm just with Tyler riding on the Lakers are gonna beat their ass. Yo, you throw your dicks in the wind, you don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Exactly. Good I for y'all, nigga. Bro, you know what I'm saying? I, Yo, I, I, I wanted I, I wanted Brown versus Steph. I didn't want fucking, you know, Vando versus Sabonis, bro. <laughs> you <laughs> wanted what was fun. You wanted what was fun, right? Yeah. With fun comes stress. I don't necessarily choose the fun thing. I choose right. the chill thing in life. <laughs> this is two different philosophies, nigga. You're talking I, me back. You I know, like to, yeah, and that's my life philosophy, too. You're like talking to me back content. in the other direction. You want to enjoy yourself, nigga. I just want to read a book and post up. You out with the homies drinking beers, laughing at the bar, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Two different niggas. You know what I mean? You feel me? I'm trying to get rest, all right? I was dreaming about the fucking series, nigga, last night. I told y'all, this is why I didn't want them niggas okay <laughs> right this is why i chose that you know i wanted the kings because you know yeah. but this to me feels like a finals this feels like the western conference fi- uh, uh finals to me this feels like a nba finals to me. this is this is a sh- every fucking possession matters to me you know what i mean this game the game prior to that seemed like it took a million years to end <laughs> right because i was waiting for the actual fucking game Right. You know what I mean? Which is this Lakers team. And I'm, and I'm even dreading tomorrow. I'm like, tomorrow's going to be a chill day. No, the Lakers play tomorrow. This is why I didn't want them niggas. But anyway, regardless of that, <laughs> AD proved that he was AD. Kevon Looney, you know, solid player. Really, really good basketball player. But we don't have to worry about him like we thought we did. And also, in the stinkers that he had, like offensively, he still was solid on the boards and he still got was, was good defensively at the rim. Yes. So we can at least count on that. Who I'm worried about is Bron. And it's not because Bron isn't good, obviously. And it's not, I'm not, the old, I don't think Bron's just old. And we know he's not gassed. He had four or five game, days to just sit. Bron is hurt. Bron looked like he did when he was playing against the Suns. He's very measured, very calculated. When he's, He doesn't attack the rim with the same ferocity. You know, he doesn't have the same lift. He's, he's, he's making business decisions out there rather than just making Bron basketball decisions. And that's what he looks like. You know what I mean? He's setting a lot for the jumper. We saw that with the Suns when he was hurt uh, two years ago. That's how Bron looks. I think the foot doctor probably got the man out there playing, the, the, the LeBron just a feet, got the nigga out there playing, and he probably shouldn't be playing. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that's that's what I think when I'm looking at Bron. I, I, I see a guy that's not 100% himself, not because he's 38. He was 38 a month ago, averaging 30. 
You know what I mean? Like he was thirty-eight. You know, like all, all you know, you know. But, but I think it's more because that foot is bothering. Yeah. Tyler, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Go I, was, I was gonna say I for sure think the foot isn't a hundred percent. Um, I think that you know it looks like Braun still has that straight line speed though. It looks like Braun yes. still has. Yes. It looks like he still has lateral movement on defense because he's been playing great defense as well. It looks like it only bothers him when he needs to make those stop on a dime jerking you know offensive type shit. Like or that's explode when out of yeah. a, like his first step. He really. Yeah. He, I mean, we saw him having trouble getting by niggas. He shouldn't have but trouble getting by because that first step ain't first stepping. But he did in the Grizzly series and last night, he did get by someone for a layup when they really needed it. And on the break. Why, on the no, break. No, 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 no. In the half court last night, I'm trying to remember who he went by, but it was the same shit he did to Dylan Brooks. It was just dribble, dribble. I think we all thought he was going to jack a three, and then he blew by to the right for, for, a, uh, for a basically uncontested layup. But, like, I'm wondering, like, you at the end you, of the day. You use like, a key word, though, needed. Yes, but that's my but, but, you. right. But that but that's my question to you. He, they've gotten everything they've needed out of him, and he, you know, like to this point. I mean, knock on wood. Obviously, you know, the foot could get worse. Obviously, when you're playing the Warriors, there's a lot of things not in your control that they could do that could basically render you not a part of the basketball game anymore. <laughs> right. But you know, they've got what 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 are they now since they made the, the they made the trade? They're the best record in the NBA by far. By far. By far. Yeah. Right, they're they're playing incredible defense, and so I wonder about, like I I was frustrated. I think we were all frustrated with some of the ways they felt non-competitive in the Grizzly series, but they ended up beating the dog shit out of those dudes in Game Six, mm -hmm. and so I wonder, like Jesus last night, Christ. you can see Braun, like maybe Braun thinks that's a feel-out game, and then all of a sudden, oh shit, we could take Game One on the road. Maybe this is what we're doing now. Like I just uh, until the shit really hits the wall. I don't feel like we really know because he has done everything they've needed him to do to get him to this point, which is up 1-0 in the Western Conference semifinals with a win on the road at the defending champ. So I don't know. But you did say we have never not seen Braun look like Braun in a single game. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. When's the last? So I mean, it's, so that foot, that foot's bothering. That's, that foot on his ass. I, I mean, totally you know agree I mean? that it's bothering. I'm just wondering, like, to what extent he's trying to manage this for a long run. Okay. versus if it's a game seven, he's able... You know, I just... I don't know. I don't think we're going to know the answer to that question until later in a series. Can, can we get 100% Bron in the finals? Is, will, they, will he be able to, like, you know, do right. it easy? You know, because because we all know if Bron isn't able to be Bron, we ain't, there ain't no chip talk. You know, we, we don't have to lie to ourselves about that. I don't that. think they're getting out of the semifinals. I don't think they're getting out of the Western Conference finals. Right, like, right. They're not winning the finals, right? I mean, for sure, I, for sure. With all due respect to Austin Reeves, like, AD <laughs> can't give you that kind of a game every single night is Tyler. He's not going to have the best game of his career every night. <laughs> so, all right. Um, let's talk about that Knicks Heat Series 1-1. Can we talk um, about Vando's jump shot for a second, though? Sure. He, he hit a three. Praise the Lord after like, oh, my God. But have you noticed that Don't get he used shoots? To right. He shoots like he's not actually left-handed. He shoots like his brain wants him to go to the right, <laughs> and then it goes back to the left, and he shoots. He got a crazy glitch in this shit, nigga. I think he should try to shoot right-handed. Shoot with the offhand, bro. Yeah, you he does I mean? have like a um a Euro step from the wrists up. You, you know feel what I mean? mean? <laughs> it's like click, click, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, you know, I'm like, bro, Vando, man, you ain't gotta do all that to get that motherfucker off, bro. Put it in the pocket, baby. You feel me? But yeah. Anyway, we can move on now. I just wanted to bring. I, I was wondering. I, I'm glad I would only want to notice that shit. So somebody. Um, I'm sorry. I don't remember who because I like crediting people who notice shit like great this defensive game, game though. So I don't want to shit on the 
Great. No, I, great I love how you play game. defensively. I, Some, I'm not trying to clown. Somebody you, noticed. Man. Did you see someone's tweet about um, Clay's? I think he's calling it the no reload um, pump fake. He pump faked, but instead of dropping the ball, he just he pump faked and then shot it. Like the like he pumped the dude goes by him and without bringing the ball down he shot it again it's i can't imagine how many reps it would take you to get that there's no reset on the shot who 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 did this i'm trying to remember who tweeted out was the it clip st- of it it was it, no, it, it was, was, clay. One, it was, it was, it was clay. clay it was one did. dribble yeah. but clay is a type of, we, no we, there was no dribble no no yeah, no no i no, we i think he yeah. dribbled I think well, he, well, he got the ball past him. I, I, I remember the play. I remember that yeah. shit. I was like, but I noticed, I noticed like that, that shit with Clay. Where Clay has time, he might reset, but Clay got a motherfucking gun where he could catch the, It doesn't matter. Like, he could catch that shit and bring it right to his pocket. Yeah. He doesn't have to come to this to his hip and then cock it. He brings it right to his pocket and lets it go. That's yeah. why, if we're talking about jumpers, like obviously Steph, purest jumper, you know what I mean? But if we're talking about a nigga that put that time in, that looks like the drawings you draw, you know what I'm saying? When you draw a jump shot, it's <laughs> right. Clay, bro. Right, right. Clay right. has the most perfect jump shot I've ever seen in my life. And he, like I said, he'll catch it, bring it right to the pocket, get that shit off super quick. It's a thing of beauty, man. The kids should watch him. Don't watch Steph. You're not that nigga. Steph's got some witchcraft Don't want some hand right, shit right, right. that you can't learn. That you can't learn. You could be in that motherfucker for... 15 years straight sleeping in the gym and you won't be half as good as him. You can learn yeah. from Clay, though. You can learn from Clay. And he got some special gifts, too. But that was hard work for sure. You could tell. He manufactured that Jimmy. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk about Nick's Heat. It's 1-1 after 2. Um, obviously, health has been a big storyline in these first two games. And we'll kind of see how everyone feels going forward. Assuming that everyone's available, we now have a best of five. How do you guys feel that that shakes out over the next uh, week and a half game three is on saturday so i i think jimmy probably is gonna go um and i think that's when this series really starts you know for 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 miami to you know be on the road no jimmy and to come out there with a split you know adds off to that that's the that was a hell of a you know a stand they took there so yeah i I mean jalen brunson is fucking ridiculous he's so (laughs) he's so (laughs) good and and like Josh Hart, we were we were having a fucking love craze over him in the group chat. You know, the Mister Intangibles does all the little things, gets crucial boards, crucial buckets. It's been a fun ass series, man. This feels like some nineteen ninety eight shit, bro. Like like I love that, that that the Heat and the Knicks are back. Yeah, well, I, I I think it's I think it was great watching them, seeing how good that team really is, how well coached they are, because like. We're seeing them make it difficult with a, a full Knicks team, you know what I mean? And they had a, they had a chance. They had a real chance of, of, of winning that game, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I love I love what Vincent was doing. Martin was solid in that motherfucker too. But dog, Jalen Brunson, I think he was like he was he was struggling in the first half. It's cooking. It's like I never I don't see Jalen Brunson have bad games. I see him might maybe have bad moments. But I, I, it was I was shocked when he was missing shots in the first half. Came up made for it, up made up for it in the second half. But that Knicks team is solid, bro. I, I wouldn't want to see them niggas. Period. They play hard. They play tough. They got like I feel like a heart is kind of like what Marcus Smart is for the Celtics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where makes good winning plays. Might make a bonehead play every, every so often. You know what I'm saying? But makes a good winning plays, and he has nuts. You know what I'm saying? Just you know what I mean? Hits big, big, big shots. You know what I mean? So um, good series, good series. I, I, you know, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see Jimmy Buckets for sure, bro. Like he was, he was nodding his head on the bench after that loss. Like, yeah, nigga, 
We'll see if you can do that same shit when the <laughs> when the God MC is out there. You feel me? When he when right. he back, you feel me? So yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right. A couple other uh, non-game topics, but, um, you know, we'll do jokes first and then serious commentary second. The Memphis Grizzlies picked up the old texting machine and hit up the... Shams Woj combo with Lord. a just Ooh. wanted to let you know <laughs> Dylan Brooks has been informed he will not be back quote under any circumstances <laughs> now fellas we've been watching all the Marvel multiverse stuff we're three <laughs> creative dudes there's a lot of fucking circumstances on planet <laughs> earth and they're telling us if Jesus Christ descended from the heavens and said, I need one thing from you. I need you to re-sign Dylan Brooks. It's a non-starter. Like, no, sir. If someone kidnaps your wife and has her tied up in a basement and says, all I need from you is you to give Dylan Brooks a 10-day contract, not even going to consider it from the Memphis Grizzlies. Dog. You know, I, I don't think any of us are surprised that the Grizzlies let Dil- Dylan Brooks walk. I think a lot of us knew that was a very strong possibility. Um, my whole thing was that 
you know, I was like, bro, we might not like Dylan Brooks. We don't know how the franchise feels about him behind closed doors. You know, even though Draymond hinted at him, he, you know, said motherfuckers, they don't like him. Draymond knew. Yeah, Draymond <laughs> was plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Draymond Wojnarowski there. Uh, but, but, yeah. but, bro, like, I mean, for them to say under no circumstances, that means, like, dog, they they were fed up with you. It, it, you're not just getting out of there just because of the bronze shit. It, this has been a long time coming. Like, that's what that's how I read that shit. I read the re- a report that said that they had given him multiple offers and he had turned it down. Um, I think so. Like during, throughout the season, he had turned them down. So they they, but, but uh, apparently they said this series was the last straw. I think like after you talking shit and get your team jumped, and then you run after every game. Well, we don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't no team want that or need that. We're like you playing bad. You talked hella shit. The only thing people were talking about in this series involving you was talking shit to a god, you know what I mean, and missing every fucking shot you took. Doris Burke was clowning your ass, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if Doris say it, it's stamped, G. You know what I mean? You was stinking it up. So I think that was like, bro, you're just not a good fit. But we talked about this, my nigga. We talked about this. We talked about Perk, bro. They got some real issues. And I know... I told y'all this is a Republican ass take. They got some culture issues in that motherfucking <laughs> locker room. When I, when I, I, I hate, I sound like Clay Travis fuck nigga ass, but it is what it hold is. On, I'm speaking hold on, on introduction said. of a new segment, Jackson, <laughs> cue up the Andy Griffin theme. It's time for the inaugural Republican round ball. Because with we all have some Republican takes when it came to this shit. But my G, if I'm looking at a team get whooped by 40 and the best player on the team is laughing playing with his hair can't wait to go to cancun my nigga you know what i'm saying that ain't dylan brooks fault every shit sweet and y'all getting baked by 40 record-breaking ass whooping and it's cool y'all going y- 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 y'all ready for the offseason I just, bro, that's that's a that's a that's a culture joint. You, you know what I'm saying? And Dylan Brooks is a product of what they built over there, not the problem in my in my in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Even though I don't like him, the facts are just the facts. Oh, I'm, I, I for sure have some GOP viewpoints on this as well. <laughs> I totally agree with you that this is a culture issue. Um, I feel like that whole you know under no circumstances thing. I feel like that was them saying that you know dylan brooks is not representative of the culture we're trying to build here and yes the fuck he was you like he, he was the most grizzly <laughs> motherfucking grizzly to ever fucking grizzly bro like y'all love that man <laughs> y'all were making fucking little dance videos you know of when he brought the team out the tunnel and shit y'all love that dude he was very representative of your culture but it, it is it does feel like this is a move to try to regain the culture because like you said i didn't like you know this is some republican shit i'm gonna say here too i did not like when for you know what we saw from Ja in that loss, and none of us are are people who think that you need to be a you know you need to fucking mope and you need to go you know cry in the dark Period. after your season ends. We love Ja too. Yeah. He's one of my favorite. I got a Ja jersey, nigga. Like I love right. Ja. You feel me? But here's the thing: with that Ja intervention, they were just two bullet points that needed to be hit. Right? It was, bro, stop doing legit dangerous shit that's in danger Please. of safety. Please. Right. And 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 I pray that that is in his rear view. And the other one is, bro, you need to be more image conscious. Right. Like those were the only two bullet points that needed to be hit in that intervention. And and for you to be the franchise player and y'all get blown out by 40 and you're giggling and playing with your hair. It's like, dog, like you you haven't even learned to lie to us. 
Like, like you could right? We like, like to be lied to. Right? Please lie to me. You know yes, what I mean? You haven't even learned to lie to us, bro. Like it's, it's. Uh, I'm just. I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is how I'll end my Republican uh, stance. That's not. <laughs> that is not the mentality of a winner. And we're going to need to see less gritties from from Jai, and we're going to need him to get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, that's what we're going to need from that guy. <laughs> That's not winning basketball, though, baby. That's not a winning culture over there, for sure, dog. Uh, That's going to be a recurring segment, for sure. We need to lean all the way into that. And I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Um, All right. Let's talk about, uh, boy, is there anything more tedious or annoying in basketball media than MVP talk? And thank God it's fucking over at this point. Joel Embiid, very deserving MVP, maybe not as deserving as he was in the last, you know, in other years, but very <laughs> deserving uh, of his career, certainly that he gets it. Um, they brought our long national nightmare of uh, discussing whether or not racial bias in MVP voters is possible to an end. Uh, it is Joel, Joel Embiid as the MVP. Uh, I don't know that they could organize this in a way that's worse for me. It, we talk about it at a time that we shouldn't be talking about it because sure. it's just boring regular season talk. And then you decide it at a time when there's real fucking hoop on and no one gives a shit. So <laughs> like, I'm glad he got it. But what's the what's the point of this? Can we redo this shit? Do y'all have a better idea or what do you think of, of the whole situation? Um, You know, I'm not mad at the, the Embiid award. Um. 33 point per game guy, you know, all defense guy on the best team in the league, you know, um, you know, from, from, from the second half of the season. I see why he got the MVP. I'm not mad at it at all. Um, this was like the worst discourse ever around the MVP. And I'm just so glad it's over. Shit even like and, and we couldn't even end on a fucking, you know, quiet note, because we had homie from Denver get weird with us talk about goddamn Jokic's draws and shit. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are we even doing? I'm just tired. That's our of that's the our last discussion. segment. That's our yep, that's our last segment tonight. Yes. Bruh, <laughs> what in the fuck was that? But we'll talk about that later. But but yeah, like I said, I'm not I'm not mad at 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 you know Embiid getting getting that MVP. I mean, it kind of goes back to how we discussed about how how the MVP award is kind of like, you know, a, a history of the league. And, you know, in the era where now, the three best bigs are Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, right? And for sure, you know, I think it, it, it would have probably been an atrocity if, if, if um, Embiid ended his career without getting the MVP. So I'm happy for him. You know, congrats on winning the, the worst fucking discourse MVP of my fucking lifetime. I'm just glad it's over, dog. How long does it take to get those ballots in, bro? Because like, do this shit in between like the play-in and the actual playoffs. Drop it then. If there's a day in between, drop all of them in, and we don't have to talk about the regular season any fucking more. You know what I mean? Because like Mike said, bro, they, there's like a staggered release of like the – it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know when, what is co- doing, happening. Tell we Kia were, you want to announce the shit before the playoffs. You know please. what I mean? I mean, I, I, honestly, it obviously has to be after the regular season, but like, you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a period in between there. So let's knock it out then, baby. I don't want to be talking about that shit. You feel me? Like second round, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, gee, it 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 it, it take it it takes for me. It feels less important. You know, what I mean, um, it doing it that way. Didn't we? Didn't they have like a? They had like a. I was it 2019 when they had like a. 
a whole the NBA invited the, everybody the out. Show. Yeah, the award show. The season was fucking over. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm even fine with that. I'm even I'm even fine with that. Like, I just don't want to talk about it when there's when it's when it doesn't feel important after the basketball season. That's fine with me because like I'm not worried about other things that are more important on the basketball court. And it's baseball season, so please give me more basketball things. You know what I mean? So I, I'd be fine with that. And I, I I was like in the like at the oh, on the red carpet, and it was a nice little shindig. You know, it was cool. It was a nice little event. So. Uh, yeah, man, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. But during the, in the middle of the playoffs, you know, it just doesn't. It just kind of makes it seem less important, less big of a deal. I think the reason they stopped doing the after the season awards show was because of the amount of shit they would get. They would get when they would give the MVP to Nikola Jokic after he just lost in the first round. Oh, okay. People okay. were like, "Oh, this is your MVP. He hasn't played in fucking." two months. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why they stopped doing that. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, All right. we, we, we saw Dirk Nowitzki accept his MVP in a fucking Golden Corral break room. Like, like we've been through worse, bro. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm real. Hey, invite everybody out, have a party. Fuck what, fuck what Twitter say. It's only like 12% of the nation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Niggas don't be on Twitter like that. So we, it's, it's all right. All right. Um, we cannot end without a bark, 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 cock talk segment. Um, yeah. Shout out to um, the lead columnist for the Denver Post who wrote a column today. The headline is, sorry, Mr. Joel Embiid, but we all know Nikola Jokic is real MVP of everyday Budweiser drinking peeps. The lead of the column is as follows. I am not ashamed to admit to spending so much time in the Denver locker room waiting for Jokic to shower, dress, and share his self-deprecating pearls of wisdom that I know this man has a wicked funny taste in boxers. Underneath the fine and stylish European attire he wears into the arena, Jokic sports wacky underwear that on any given night colorfully celebrates Budweiser, the king of beers, or might be adorned with the face of SpongeBob SquarePants, dot, 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 dot. Um, Who gives a hoot about the official voting results? We all know Jokic is the real MVP of bud-drinking, SpongeBob-loving, everyday peeps. Like you and me, <laughs> motherfucker, gentlemen, I, I, motherfucker, I ain't nothing like you, dog. Let's start there. <laughs> that like you and me, hell no. Nah. You in it, bro? You in there looking at this man draws and telling what type of nigga <laughs> is you, dog? You feel me? What type? Of, and then you write about it. Like it's one thing to like have it and to know to do that and know it's weird. You know what I mean? You did it and let everybody know. He pitched that, and motherfuckers said yes. An editor signed off on that, bro. Crazy. Like, let's let's drop this. This this will get him going. This is an interesting story. Jesus Christ, bro. You know what I mean? Like, them, them niggas here in the second round, they let nigga win a chip, and this nigga talking about draws? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> bro, basketball gods, if they lose, it's because of this nigga, bro. The basketball gods are not happy. That is horrible. Horrible decision-making. For everybody involved. Listen, we, we we had a lot of angles in this MVP discourse. I did not expect my MVP wears SpongeBob draws to be on the fucking bingo card. I, never in a million fucking years would I have expected that shit, dog. 
<laughs> like I said, I'm just so glad this shit is over with. God damn. Worst MVP discussion of my <laughs> lifetime, dog. We couldn't, get, we couldn't get out the door without one last uh, shit sandwich of discourse. I do uh, want to point out a couple of other um, thoughts as a, 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 a newspaperman myself. Um, first of all, in Denver, like the state of Colorado is essentially owned by the Coors Corporation. Mm-hmm. Like they pick who the politicians are, et cetera, et cetera. So it's hilarious that he's shilling for fucking Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's St. Louis shit, bro. Right? Yeah, in right. the column, in the column headline of the fucking Denver Post. I found that hilarious. Second of all, there's that, like everyone was making fun of him for the fact that he obviously is copping happily to like taking notes throughout the season on his underwear but it's also feel about this but it's also like barely uh coded racism he's like you know he's he's making the like everyday people love the big goofy white guy (laughs) (laughs) everyday budweiser drink that budweiser drink and that's the dog whistle right there dog like what i mean like Like I, I'm a motherfucker who drinks a lot of trash beer, and even Budweiser is too trash for me. So you know the fucking demographic he was targeting with that shit. I ain't mad at a Bud here and there, bro. I ain't mad at a little Bud. But what is it? What does he mean by he's the real MVP of everyday peeps? Like what the fuck is that, bro? Bro, first of all, you say peeps, you like you're you're like one of eight motherfuckers, bro. Don't nobody use that shit. <laughs> Everyday peeps, nigga, bro, you different. We don't know the type of nigga you is, bro. Everyday we don't claim peeps you ain't like fucking with me. Man, right, bro. That's just stop, G. No, All none right. of that. None of that. That's our episode for tonight. Uh, we will be back on Saturday with our weekly Silly Billy episode. No uh, no, no sports talk. All Silly Billy content. Uh, so catch us on Saturday. Or if uh, you only give a fuck about basketball takes, we'll be back on Sunday night after the games on Sunday. So catch us either way. We appreciate you fucking with us. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. 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 This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.